Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of NFT 305. As usual, Alec and I will be giving you the NFT and crypto news updates over the last couple of days. We also sit down with the founders of Altura, the gaming NFT platform. Uh, We discuss the NFT gaming industry and where things are going to go from there. And we learn all about the platform. It's an awesome conversation. Stay tuned for that. As usual, please follow us on Twitter at NFT Rumors. Check out our website, nftrumors.com. And let's get started. Jumping into the first news story of the day, Republic Realm just closed the largest land acquisition in Decentraland history. The virtual real estate purchase was of 259 parcels at a price of $913,000. Fox Entertainment, which has been working with Rick and Morty creator Dan Harmon to bring the first animated series directly to the blockchain, has announced a $100 million investment into a new NFT Fox Entertainment branch called Blockchain Creative Labs. Joe Exotic, aka the Tiger King, is currently serving a 22-year sentence in federal prison. He is also releasing his own NFT collection, citing that whether you love me or hate me for what you think I've done, there's no doubt that everyone wants a piece of the Tiger King. The collection will go on sale on June 18th on the Mintable Marketplace. Zedrun, our favorite NFT horse racing game, has announced a new partnership with the beer Stella Artois. Zedrun will be releasing 50 Genesis breed horses with special Stella Artois skins over the next few days, as well as introducing a Stella Artois themed 3D racetrack to the racing feature. Yet another massive company like Anheuser-Busch getting into the NFT space. The Flow blockchain, notable for projects such as NBA Top Shot, is introducing the Flow client library. This is important for developers as it will allow them to not have to worry about what wallet or platform the users will be using as it will promote interoperability. Iron Finance's cryptocurrency, TitanCoin, dropped nearly 100% in value from highs floating around $60 to now fractions of a penny. Total value locked in TitanCoin went from $1.4 billion a few months ago to now less than 50 million. In lieu of allowing international visitors to come to this year's Olympic Games, the IOC is releasing Olympic pins as NFTs, hoping to continue the tradition. Mythical Games, which just completed a $75 million Series B funding round, has announced a new partnership with English luxury fashion brand Burberry. Burberry and Mythical Games will be working together to design in-game NFT clothing for avatars in the metaverse. Sir Tim Berns-Lee, or the father of the web, will be auctioning off the original source code for what would eventually become the internet. The work includes the original archive of dated and time-stamped files from 1990 to 1991. Do you want to own a piece of world history? Well, now's your chance. The Vault by CNN is auctioning off NFTs of major world events. In a follow-up to last week's announcement that El Salvador would begin accepting Bitcoin as legal tender, the World Bank has rejected a request from the country for help 
the implementation of Bitcoin as legal tender. And for our final news update, LaMelo Ball, the rookie point guard for the Charlotte Hornets, released a collection of 500 dynamic NFTs last month. Yesterday, he was named the NBA Rookie of the Year. All of these dynamic NFTs have the ability to change and they will all be updated with his stats and accomplishments and he'll be the first athlete to mint his entire career on the blockchain. That was today's NFT news updates. We hope you enjoyed. Now we're going to transition over to our conversation with the co-founders of Altura. Altura is revolutionizing the gaming industry, whether it be through in-game items or loot boxes. We hope you learn a lot and make sure you stick around for the end. There's a pretty funny story about how they actually got their name. So let's hop right into that. We have very special guests joining us today. It is the co-founders of Altura, uh, Maxim Sindal and... Mejd Halat. So Altura is a smart contract platform that allows game developers to mint, distribute, and transact smart NFTs representing in-game items directly from the Altura marketplace. So we had the pleasure of meeting the Altura guys at the Bitcoin conference here in Miami, and we're very excited to bring them on the pod today. So how are you guys doing? Fantastic. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're really excited for the podcast. Great. So before we get into Altura, uh, we just want to touch on you guys a little bit and, you know, hear about your background and how you kind of got started uh, in the space. Sounds good. Do you want to start, man? Yeah, I'll start. So uh, I got in crypto in 2016 when I was, you know, I found on YouTube, I was like, how can I make, you know, some a little bit extra money? So I'm like, oh, I have a gaming computer. I have, you know, you know cards in there, graphics cards. I can mine some cryptocurrencies. And I'm like, okay. So I started mining and I started making some income. And I was like, wait, what is this money that I'm actually making doing? You know, what, what is what's actually behind it? So then I kind of really went into it. I did a deep dive and I said, this is some really, really cool stuff that's going on here. And that kind of knowledge kind of you know, grew and transpired. And uh, we, you know, me and Maj were in University of Toronto engineering and we kind of, we met and we're like, oh, you know, we're both passing well, crypto. crypto. It's like, oh, you you have Bitcoin? Like, yeah, we have Bitcoin. It's like, oh my God. And then we kind of like, from that point, we, we kind of met and we're like always kind of discussing what we can do and how we can make, build the space forward, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. What about you, Matt? Uh, for me, my background is a developer. So that's kind of what I do. Uh, I learned web development from a really early age. Since I was 15, I was uh, learning how to code. I also learned iOS development as well. And then in early 2019, I started uh, learning about cryptocurrency. So again, it was also from YouTube recommendations. I just stumbled upon Bitcoin. And uh, that's where I started just purely with Bitcoin. And I pretty much dumped all of my money into Bitcoin. <laughs> and uh, then afterwards, I started to learn about uh, you know Ethereum and developing on Ethereum. And that's when I really got engaged in crypto. So it just it changed from an investment to a career where I can learn to build on Ethereum and learn to write smart contracts and merge my web development skills with the, you know, cryptocurrency skills. And uh, I really fell in love with blockchain development. And uh, ever since then, I knew that if I were to ever start a company or something, I would want it to be in crypto. And uh, yeah, so I, I met Max not too long ago, like he said, like half a year ago at the University of Toronto. And uh, that's how Altura kind of started. We shared a love for NFTs and a love for yeah. crypto. That's great. So now that we know a little bit more about the masterminds behind this project, uh, do you mind telling us a little bit more about the project itself? What is Altura? Absolutely. So we're going to start off uh, with a very high level. So basically, you know, in a game, you have game items, 
right? And so what we're bringing is that what NFTs bring is something that's unique and verifiable to be unique. So we're taking those two aspects. We're taking game items and NFTs and putting them together. So now in, let's say in a game, uh, all your items will be NFTs where the user can actually have direct control over what they do with their game items. So that means uh, they can sell them, they can buy them, and it, it creates a marketplace for game items, essentially high level. Right. So I think that the number one use case for NFTs really is in-game items. I mean, if you take a look at the demographic as well, it's the same demographic of people that are into crypto and the people that play video games, like young males. And also uh, gamers like to feel like they own their stuff. Like, I think it's just a natural thing. Like you work so hard in these video games, you grind the game to unlock some kind of item and uh, you kind of want to own it. And NFTs allow you to do that. And on top of that, right now, uh, most in-game items are kind of valueless. So you spend all this time working in the game and it, it can be a grindy game or like a first person shooter where you unlock stuff. And at the end of the day, you don't get anything that actually can help your real life. So NFTs can actually solve that. So if you work really hard in a game and there's a possibility of unlocking an item that actually has real world value. Mm -hmm. So games can actually become a job outside of just becoming like a content creator. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that makes sense. So it's like you're working in a game, but you're unlocking real monetary items. And that's what Altura allows you to do. And more features of Altura, besides just allowing developers to integrate in-game items in video games, is we provide loot boxes. So a lot of games utilize loot boxes. EA does loot boxes. Fortnite does loot boxes. Call of Duty, CSGO, Team Fortress. Team Fortress. Almost every single video game has some kind of loot box. And uh, the problem is they're not very transparent. The game developer doesn't tell you what your odds are, are getting stuff. Right. And uh, oftentimes there's a lot of like shady stuff that happens behind the scenes so they can control the outcome of what happens. So blockchain is the perfect solution to this. So we can uh, create loot boxes where the code is verifiable. The random number that's used to select the in-game item is verifiable through Chainlink. And everything is done on the blockchain. So it's all trustless. It's all verifiable. It's all provable. And uh, that's the second thing that Altura allows you to do. I'm kind of rambling on here, but I'll get to the third feature as well. Yeah, so the third so, feature. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, keep going. Give me the third right. feature. I think this actually bleeds into the uh, next segment, so we can just move on to that. Sure. Okay, well, yeah, we were going to, uh, you talked a little bit about, you know, having some background coding on Ethereum. Uh, so Altera is built on the Binance Smart Chain, correct? Oh, yeah. Yes. So what made you guys decide to build on, on Binance? Right. Uh, first of all, the nice thing is that Binance Smart Chain uses the exact same programming language as Ethereum. They both use Solidity. So first of all, moving to the other chain was super easy. And the reason why we chose BSC is because of the super cheap fees. Uh, so obviously on Ethereum to mint an NFT can cost you upwards of $100, which is brutal. And, uh, and sending around NFTs can cost you like 30 to $100. So on BSC, you know, you're usually paying less than a dollar to make NFTs, to send NFTs. That's the first reason. And uh, also the Binance Smart Chain ecosystem was really flourishing when we decided to build Altura. So we saw a lot more opportunity for not only funding, for, but for a bigger community as well. Yeah. There was just more happening. More passion. More passion, more yeah. hype, more money, and just a lot more on BSC than it yeah. And there's, there's obvious benefits in the fees. So we, yeah. we, we saw that was the best route at the time. But the great thing is we are planning to go cross-chain as well. Yes. Right? Every chain does, you know, have its limitations. And we just want to be uh, 
make sure that we're distributed yeah. and we we are looking at Solana to be our next expansion. Yes, that's a there we go. Teaser there for everybody. And so going back to sort of the basics of Ultra, you talk about making these in-game items, something that you can own, making it an NFT. I know on your website, you use the term smart NFT a lot. Yes. How, how does a smart NFT differ from a normal NFT or what yeah. we might think of as an NFT on OpenSea? So this is very cool. Um, so this is the idea of a smart or dynamic NFT is, so let's just take a you know quick look at our market. So what we're doing. So we have the NFT marketplace and we NFT loot boxes where, you know, re- you know, people can, developers can make revenue and, you know, users can get items. But let's say those items in your game gets upgraded somehow. So, you know, you slay a couple monsters and now that sword is now upgraded, right? How does that upgrade go to the NFT, right? So basically we're, we've created the system where, you know, if your sword upgrades in the game, that NFT will upgrade as well, making it potentially more valuable on the open market. Yeah. Um, so basically a dynamic NFT is just an NFT that can is responsive to changes yes. that happen in the real world. So there, there's three things that come with an NFT, a uh, smart NFT. So there's time-based. So let's say over, you know, if a year from now, a certain aspect of this NFT will unlock that may, you know, bring it more value, let's say, or so it does something to like, to the value proposition of the NFT, let's say, right? Uh, the, the second one is function call based. So basically, if, you, if you're, in your, within a game and you open this chest in a game, then a developer can call a function and basically it can change some properties of the NFT. Okay. And the third is where we're working with Chainlink is oracles. And basically we're using that, those oracles to verify third party information uh, to basically justify changes on the NFTs. Yeah, so an example of that, for, like for example, is you can have an NFT that changes, like for example, uh, when Bitcoin hits $100,000. So we can have like a sword NFT that the color is blue, but when the price of Bitcoin hits 100K, the color becomes gold. Yes. And that's an example okay. of Oracle-based NFTs. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so you guys have been mentioning these, these loot boxes. And I think that's like a really cool part about your project because from video games that I've played in the past, FIFA, Fortnite, Call of Duty, all of them utilize loot boxes, mm-hmm. but they're centralized and completely up to the you know video game developers and the company. So Absolutely. my question for you guys is, you guys are making these loot boxes. How are you doing it so that it's provably fair and decentralized? Right. So I can explain that in a technical way. So um, first of all, through the blockchain, you can view all the NFTs that are in the loot box. And that's verifiable through calling a function on the smart contract. So there's going to be a list NFTs. Anyone can literally make the function call for the smart contract that uh, is hosting the loot box and see the address of every single NFT that's uh, in the loot box. And in terms of selecting the NFT, the way that's being done is through Chainlink. So Chainlink has something called VRF, verifiable random function that allows you to get a random number in a blockchain and verifiable way. So when a user opens a loot box, they're given a transaction ID, which they can use to see that the random number was indeed generated randomly through Chainlink. So we give them right away a link to a a blockchain address that they can use to prove that the random number was generated randomly. And on top of that, they can also view the source code for the loot box that's live as well. Hopefully that makes sense. 
Yeah. yeah and I, th I think that's super helpful. I know in the past Epic games, for example, has been facing some legal battles regarding their loot boxes and transparency. And so staying on this topic of sort of legality, sure. um, obviously the legal system right now is still trying to develop clear guidelines in terms of intellectual property and digital property. What's been your experience sort of navigating this new uncharted area? Well, it, right now it's, 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 it's difficult to say because the thing is, is that there, there's so many avenues that you can approach by looking by a regulator looking at you, right? Are you a securities, you know, are you a utility? We're obviously, this is, you know, we're building a utility platform here. So we kind of strive on the, on the thing that we're kind of providing a, a service to our users and to game developers, because truly what Altura is, is just a platform. We have a, we have a marketplace, we have our smart NFT tech, and we have the NFT loot box tech that can be used by game developers on our platform. So we're kind of like the, the, the ultimate gaming middleman. You know, we have the, the game developers on one side, we have the gamers on the other side, and we have our platform that can make the experience great, make the developers some revenue, and, um, you know, make the gamers very happy. So the, the thing is what, like, uh, personally, because I'm, I'm managing the, the legal side of it, is looking on how we can mitigate risk in terms of looking where could, you know, they, you know, potentially we have issues. And, you know, a lot of this could be, will be solved through, you know, full incorporation, which we're, we're you know, actively looking uh, to do. And um, it, the thing is, is that NFTs right now, is, it's proven and, and it's, you know, there's an address, but regulators are always 10 years behind. Right. And they, they, they don't know <laughs> if you tell them, you know, you go to Congress and say, Hey guys, NFTs, everybody, they're like, what, you know, <laughs> what, what's going on. Right. So I think first of all, there needs to be some sort of awareness learning curve that will happen, but it will take time. Right. And that comes with, you know, trailblazers that kind of go into the space and they'll talk about the space just generally. And then it will kind of go for society as it's, you know, it has from 2017 to today. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's too early, honestly, still. Right. So obviously with, you know, the video game industry and esports, it is a multi-billion dollar industry and it's yes. only getting bigger. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think is Altura's kind of unique value proposition to like get a chunk of that? Absolutely. You want to wanna... talk about it? Yeah. So sure. I think I can talk about that. I think gamers really do want something to do with the blockchain like they really do want a sense of ownership mm -hmm. and that's why i think that these mega corporations they want to be centralized right they want control and that's where i think their downfall kind of is the gamers ultimately decide which products win and i do think that a lot of these gamers are going to be very attracted to a decentralized verifiable system and that's where I think Altura fits in. I think that's how we enter through the door, through uh, you know the the major corporations' inability to adapt to what the gamers want, which mm -hmm. is a decentralized, pro like yeah. proven, fair system. And so I think that's how we can fit into this giant industry. Exactly. It's not going to be through open arms from these major corporations whatsoever. It's going to be kind of like how Bitcoin is coming into our financial yeah. system in a. Uh, in a disruptive, forcible, like forcible way. And the people that clear the path are those who want a decentralized uh, system. So I think that's how we fit into this multi-billion dollar yeah. industry.
kind of the people that want this system are going to clear the path for us, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't think uh, being welcomed by major corporations that want centralizations, want control, want to control their loot boxes is going to happen easily. Yeah. So simply put it, people want individual control, right? People don't like getting pushed around. I think there was a story of a guy that had, you know, a couple million dollars of CSGO items and he got, you know, his account got banned and that was it. Lost millions of dollars just, at a, you know, a snap of a finger. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this will prevent this because, you know, the user will actually own it, right? That, that's the, the big differentiator. Right. Right now we're talking about the tokenization of in-game items and loot boxes. Beyond just what Altura is doing, what do you think the impact of blockchain is going to be on the gaming industry in whole? I know other projects, things like chain games, where you can now wager um, inside of games and get paid in cryptocurrency because that's a heavily regulated market. Like, where else do you see blockchain right. integrating with the gaming industry? Yeah. So, uh, like I said earlier, I think that what blockchain allows for the gaming industry is for gamers to actually make money by playing the games. So gamers dedicate a large part of their time to these games. And at the end of the day, they don't actually earn from it unless there's some kind of content creator. So that's what I think blockchain will really do for the gaming industry. It will allow these game developers to kind of take gaming as a real job. So like, like, like you said, a lot of these video games, uh, they allow users to earn money and to actually earn cryptocurrency in game through special you know, blockchain technology. So I think, that's one of the most important things that blockchain does for the gaming industry, right? Allows people to actually earn money, allows their work to actually be converted mm -hmm. into real monetary yeah. reward. Yeah, do you want to say Yeah, like time is money, right? If people after work, you know, spend nine to five and then they spend four or five hours afterwards, you know, playing FIFA, you know, NBA, time is money, right? That there's value in that four or five hours you're spending. Let's make it work, yeah. right? So like imagine playing Call of Duty and getting paid for it like a full-time job without being a streamer. Uh, simply by exerting a lot of energy and time in the video game and creating something of value through cryptocurrency. That people value. Because yeah. it, what it is, it's how, you know, how it makes people feel. And that's, that's where value is, right? It's what we determine, right? People can gawk at the idea of there being digital like collectibles and people paying millions of dollars for it, mm -hmm. right? But it, it's what people think of what the value is. And what, that's what people value it as. And so right. if we meet the, those demands, that's, you know, we're fulfilling a market that people want yeah, right? and, and people value, yeah. right? To add on to that, I believe another thing that crypto can really do for the gaming industry is right now, if you say that I own a piece of land, the traditional people say, you know, that's a real asset. But if you say I own a uh, Call of Duty skin for my weapon... And I think that this is a real asset. People will laugh at you because that's not a real asset. But I think blockchain can make that a real asset. Mm -hmm. Give it real world value. So like, for example, uh, you can have a skin for a Call of Duty gun, but it's just as good as owning real estate. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, over the last couple of years, we've kind of seen like the gaming model shift from like pay to play to yeah. like play right. and earn to even yes. play to earn. And yep. so obviously you guys are uh, on your website, alteranft.com. Uh, you have your roadmap set out for the rest of the project. And you guys are moving well along with the roadmap. You launched Alu on Testnet and have a live marketplace. Uh, what can we expect to see from Altera in the next couple months? Yeah, so 
Uh, we're really excited to have the mainnet being launched on the 4th of July. So the mainnet will bring along with it a completely redesigned user interface and a lot more features. For example, you can have stackable and non-stackable items. Uh, you can have a, like a maximum supply and an initial supply for those items. We're also testing out the start of the smart NFTs. So we're starting with function-based NFTs where these game developers can change properties for these NFTs. So that's something that's coming to the mainnet, which is really uh, exciting. And uh, yeah, what else do we have? We have the loot boxes that we are currently in active development of, and uh, that should be coming out in later on this year as well. So that's something that we have planned. And in terms of short-term immediate stuff, uh, we are being listed on Coinsbit on the 20th of the month. Uh, so the first centralized exchange that's hosting Alu. And uh, we also have a lot of partnerships in the work with gaming companies, uh, or small niche indie crypto games that plan to launch their NFTs on Altura after the mainnet releases. And uh, we also have a partnership with Chainlink that just got finalized, which we're really excited about. So uh, yeah, that's the short-term immediate things that we have yep. coming up. Cool. Uh, all sounds great. Congratulations, guys, thank on thank you. getting the project going. Uh, and thank you, Maxim and Majd for joining us today. Everyone Absolutely. needs to go check out the project at alteranft.com. Uh, also follow them on Twitter uh, for you know updates on the project. That's at altera underscore NFT. And stay tuned for your July 4th launch. I saw that, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, at the bottom yes. of the website, we have all the major news related to Altera. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Scroll down so and it, check it out. It's Altera NFT. It's A-L-T-U-R-A-N-F-T.com. I have to ask you guys one more question. Yes. How did you guys come up with the name Altera? Okay, this is, this is a fun story. Let me, let, let's start, with, let's talk with <laughs> well, this. I don't okay. know how much time we have because it's really long. Okay, it's like, you know what? Let's go for it. They can cut it. You know, it's good. Okay. So basically we started with a different name that I'm not going to say for legal reasons. Okay, so there's okay. a name. And there's other company has this name, right? But the, that wasn't their token name. It had nothing really to do with it. Um, and so we're like, you know, we had a little bit of you know, discussion. We're like, it's probably going to be okay. Turns out wasn't okay, right? But uh, <laughs> I got a cease and desist. So basically we wake up. So the, the morning we we're doing the our in, initial decentralized offering, right? The launch, the, the, launch, the launch. launch. Yep. We wake up with a cease and desist order from a British, from a very large British law firm, and basically saying, you know, we're gonna absolutely destroy you guys if you don't change your name. So we're like, well, this is a problem. You know, we're kind of thinking like, how can we get around this? So you know, talking with lawyers, you know, trying to figure this out. Uh -huh. uh, just keep in mind, this is also, you know, exams. The day of the launch. The well. day of the launch, also <laughs> the day that we both had exams, University of Toronto Engineering, and like right. the final exams. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, so basically, we had all these things coming together, and we had to figure out a name in a matter of about an hour, two hours, yeah. and we were and thinking, completely rebrand re everything, everything in, in, the, in that time, because once we launched, that's it. Right. Right. So we kind of, you know, we decided, we went through, I don't know, 100, 100 names in about an hour and a half. He was writing an exam at the time, you know, can you imagine? So we were... Uh, going through all this stuff and we figured out altura or like ticker symbol alu it's like is this unique we look for everything i think it's good guys i think yeah. we, we have something unique here and then it from that point altura also means you know elevation height in spanish okay. so we're kind of going to the sky 
kind of uh, mentality you know, you know. above the sky and beyond. Not in terms yeah. of valuation, but, but just in terms of development. development right. Yes. Uh, and trying to make, you know, the best, the product sky high uh, in terms of, you know, quality, everything. So that's kind of like our, kind of our, yeah, that, our was, motive. Uh, yeah. that was the motive. The motive. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. a great, that's a great story. Um, <laughs> so everyone make sure alturanft.com. Yep. Follow him on Twitter, Altura underscore NFT. We're excited about the project and Thank we can't guys. wait to see uh, how it develops from here. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. We hope you guys enjoyed that conversation we had with the co-founders of Altura. Uh, it's an awesome project and we're looking forward to bring them back on the podcast in the future, see how everything is going with them. But anyway... We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of NFT 305. As always, follow us on Twitter at NFT Rumors. Check out our website, nftrumors.com. And thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.